0: Welcome, everyone. You are tuning into the Rise Station podcast, and I am your host, Pranella Harris. I'm a licensed mental health provider, and here I discuss mental health and wellness tips. So if that's your cup of tea, sit down, join me. If this is your first time joining me, I want to extend a warm welcome. Do me a favor and go ahead and subscribe to this podcast so that every Monday at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time when I upload a new episode, you will be the first to be notified. Please also share this podcast out with your friends and family. There's nothing like a loved one who wants you to grow with them. All right, Rise Tribe. Today we are talking emotional manipulation. The reason I chose this topic today is because I'm seeing an uptick in my therapy practice with clients who are dealing with individuals who are emotionally manipulators. So I thought it fitting to discuss so that everyone can learn together. All right. So before we get into emotional manipulation and what that is, let's hear a word from our sponsors. Hey, listen, ladies. I am hosting a six week Boundary Build Hers workshop and you don't wanna miss it. If you want to learn how to establish and maintain healthy boundaries, I encourage you to join and register immediately. Registration for this workshop is available. So go ahead and register early. What you will receive is a workbook that will prompt you to follow along as we go live on our workshops. The workshop is weekly for one hour and will be held virtually. You also get a t-shirt, a Boundary Build t-shirt shipped to your home. So go ahead and join the Rise Tribe of ladies looking to teach people how to treat them. I look forward to seeing you on the other side. The registration link will be listed in the show notes and also on our website at www.restorativefamilyservices.com. I look forward to seeing you all there. Take care. Emotional manipulation occurs very subtly, but can have very lasting effects. So emotional manipulation involves having someone evoke negative emotions within you causing you to behave in a way that is either pleasing to them or beneficial. So basically, what they're doing is they're using your own emotions against you to control you to manipulate you to have you acquiesce to whatever their demands are. So why would someone want to do this? Well, people who are hurt, unhealed, are typically only focused on meeting their own needs. They're in this mindset of me first and I have to survive and I have to survive by any means necessary. So I have to make sure that I'm taken care of. I don't care who I hurt. I don't care whose expense I am getting my needs met at. They have that type of mindset. Manipulative folks generally want control and power and they operate out of that, you know, survival of the fittest mentality or mindset, which is competitive rather than collaborative. The purpose of today's episode is to raise awareness of what to look for and to teach you ways to address these tactics when you see them playing out in your life. All right. So let's get right into a few examples of what emotional manipulation looks like. Number one is guilt tripping. So guilt tripping evokes the sense of guilt in you. So the person who wants you to acquiesce in a certain way will say things like, I never thought you would do this to me. I trusted you. It would be nice to be able to share my feelings with you. This is why I don't open up to you. So what happens when you guilt trip is you begin to feel guilty about whatever the boundary is or whatever it is that they want you to do that you won't do. Right. And you start to overthink and then you start to take blame for whatever the situation is. So when you start to sense that ick, that feeling of guilt, that feeling of, oh, it's my fault. You know, it's usually you being guilt tripped into doing something. Number two is the emotional manipulator will diminish your experiences and play up theirs. So let's say you're complaining about your problems. Right. Oh, you think your problems are bad. I have such and such problem, which is bigger and and more sad or detrimental than your problem. They might say something like, oh, that is nothing compared to what I had to go through. What happens with this is it invalidates your emotions, making you feel like you should not share your issues and that your problems are nothing compared to theirs. Okay, and that's emotional manipulation. Number three is gaslighting. Many people have heard of gaslighting. It's when someone makes you question your own reality. Right. So you share that you're upset by the way your partner flirts with women in front of you. Oh, no, honey, I'm not flirting. I'm just being nice. You're insecure or you're reading more into this than it is. Right. It gets you. Well, maybe I am a little jealous. Maybe I am not reading this correctly. Gets you to question your own reality. Okay. Number three is they twist the facts. They alter the reality with lies or fibs, misinformation, half-truths, omissions, just to confuse you, right? So an example of this would be someone complaining to you and saying, I asked a question about the project and she came at me yelling about how I never did anything to help her, but you know I do, right? Again, that's emotionally manipulating you, just, you know, leaving out some important parts of how we got to that point. Number four is being critical, right? Saying something cruel or mean in jest. So. Maybe someone may say, if you laid off the chocolate cake, you would be able to breathe easier. (laughs) Haha, just kidding. Or I don't mean to be rude. And then they say something rude. So it's really being critical, saying something cruel or mean and making it as if they're just kidding, lighthearted, making a joke, but it's at your expense and it's hurtful and is emotionally manipulative. Number five is offering help with the wrong intentions. So somebody would offer help and you think, "Oh, okay, great, you know, I could use a hand, right?" But an emotional manipulator will help you and use that as a way to get you involved in this unspoken contract. So they'll help you but use it against you later on. Well, I helped you with that project and whenever you need me, I'm always there. And the last time I helped you do this, you know, just so that you feel guilty, just so that you are more inclined to acquiesce to what it is they want you to acquiesce to. Another way help can be misused is they help because they want influence and control over the project. So they offer to help. Because it looks to you as a benevolent offer. However, they're offering so that they can persuade you into having more influence over the project, over whatever it is. All right. Number six is using your emotions against you. So saying things like, if you respect me, you would not question my decisions. If you trust me, you wouldn't need to know many of the details you just trust me if you love me you should have no problem with meeting this need or doing this act using your emotions against you you know it's not easy to spot manipulation when it's occurring because it is so subtle so what can you do when you feel that this is happening to you all right i'm gonna go over Six ways that you can deal with emotional manipulation. Number one is take accountability for your role in whatever the conflict is. If you don't have any role in it, then you know you can skip to the next section. But if you feel like, hey, there is something I should own up to or apologize for, take accountability for that. Number two is set healthy boundaries, be clear, concise, and specific. All right. The keyword is concise. Okay. You don't want to over-explain. You don't want to continue talking, but you want to be clear, concise, and specific when setting boundaries. I do a whole six week course on setting boundaries. If you're interested, I'm going to put the link in the show notes. It's also on my website, restorativefamilyservices.com. You can sign up there, but really be clear, concise, and specific. Number three is don't argue, take the bait or go back and forth. Okay, again, you don't want to get into the cyclical cycle of being emotionally manipulated. So when you set a boundary, you don't want to argue about the boundary. You don't want to take a bait and to get into another back and forth go around verbally all right because that just gives them additional opportunities to emotionally manipulate and control and everything you say to argue and it'll just keep going back until you're confused or either exhausted either one so this is why we go back to be clear concise and specific and don't argue say what you need to say and then figure out a way to exit the conversation leave the area take a break come back to a topic okay Number four is don't engage in further discussion about the topic. Repeat your boundary and then take a break. Okay. Because sometimes people who are really good at manipulating will try to exhaust you and going back and forth and until you're like, okay, whatever, whatever you want. And then you acquiesce because you're just tired of going over and saying the same thing over and over again. So when I teach this, I usually say set the boundary and then exit with grace. You know, you you have somewhere to be, you need to get off the phone, you have something to do. We'll pick this up another time, but whatever you, you do, don't continue to belabor the issue. Number five is act on the boundary, be consistent. And again, don't over explain. So you over explaining gives them more fuel to unravel the reason you're setting the boundary in the first place, right? You don't want it over-explain. You just want to be able to say, no, I don't like this treatment. I want this to change. This is what I need. And you don't want to argue about what it is. You don't want to rationalize. You don't want them over rationalize or figuring out how you can do something you don't want to do. So don't over-explain. Don't give them any ammunition to continue this. Your boundary is your boundary. Be consistent. So don't waver when you set a boundary. Be consistent. Be ready to act in a consistent way that honors your boundary. And number six is seek support from a mental health therapist. When you're dealing with emotional manipulation, it is always good to talk with the therapist so that you can process the manipulation and figure out some coping strategies and techniques that you can use to keep your boundaries intact and keep healthy relationships in your environment. All right, so in conclusion, you deserve relationships that are healthy and empowering. Ones that value you, your voice, your differences, and allows you freedom of choice and also respects your boundaries. Individuals who want power and control over you will use your emotions to influence and persuade you to do what they want you to do. These relationships are one-sided and keeps you feeling worse about yourself. Recognize the signs of emotional manipulation and set healthy boundaries. Surround yourself with healthy people who will add value to your life rather than subtracting from you. Remember, I want you to go out there and enjoy your day on purpose. If you have found this episode helpful, help us grow our audience. By providing us with a five-star review, you help make this podcast visible to others. Help pull others out of a dark space by showing that you care, by sharing this podcast with them. Nothing is better than a friend or loved one who wants you to uplevel your life with them. Thanks for tuning in.